A few weeks ago, we talked about how the Iran-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen were firing on cargo ships in the Red Sea. You might remember this. The attacks disrupted major shipping routes, oil and gas prices spiked. Well, late last week, the U.S. and U.K. decided they'd seen enough. All right, there's major breaking news we're following right now. A United States official tells CNN the U.S. military has carried out strikes on multiple Houthi targets in Yemen. More than a dozen targets were hit by several different U.S. Uh, aircraft and assets. The targets included not only radar systems, but also storage and launch sites for ballistic missiles, cruise missiles, as well as UAVs. This was a major show of force from a coalition of Western countries. But the attacks continued. In fact, on Monday, a Houthi ballistic missile struck a U.S.-owned and operated cargo ship for the first time. So on Tuesday, the coalition launched more strikes against Houthi targets inside Yemen. But hours later, the Houthis launched another missile, which hit yet another ship. All right, new this morning, we're seeing new images of an Iranian airstrike inside Iraq. Now, Iran claims... So as fears of a wider war grow, what exactly can the U.S. do about it? Just like a tree in the forest has multiple branches and a whole lot of leaves on each branch, That's the kind of way you should approach this in saying, if this happens, what happens next? Today, a military expert takes us on the tightrope the Biden administration is walking in the Middle East. From CNN, this is Tug of War. I'm David Rind. Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling served 37 years in the U.S. Army. He did multiple combat tours in Iraq and retired in 2013 as the commanding general of U.S. Army Europe and 7th Army. He's now a national security and military analyst for CNN. I caught up with him on Tuesday and started off by asking if those strikes the U.S. and U.K. carried out against the Houthis did anything to change the situation in the Red Sea. Well, it certainly was uh, part of the deterrent effort uh, to, to prevent them from continuing the strikes. But I'd also suggest you talking about uh, 100 different uh, strikes against 60 targets in 13 different locations. And they're all key contributors, radar sites, missile launch sites, uh, headquarters. They're all key contributors to what uh, the Houthis are attempting to do, and that is disrupt uh, the shipping in the Gulf and interfere with the U.S. uh, deterrence of attacks against Israel. So I would say, yes, it did. Uh, Is it going to end their actions? Absolutely not. Yeah, I was going to say, we're still seeing attacks. Well, yeah, we are, Uh, but they've been significantly reduced. What was the calculus for the Houthis here as they planned out these attacks? You know, they certainly must have realized that the West would retaliate in some way, right? Well, I think they were playing a little bit of game. And not only were they expecting to have the West retaliate, but they were also hopeful that the U.S. would get drawn into the civil war that's continuing inside of Yemen. In Maribs, many internally displaced people, or IDP camps, life is lived in the balance. Nine-year-old Dua has been throwing up, can't eat. Her mother worries she'll starve. You know, it's been an interesting dynamic that that war, I I think a lot of people who are now just becoming familiar with uh, the Houthi forces and what they've been attempting to do, as well as uh, the conflict that's been occurring in Yemen for quite a long time, since 2014, it's been 
just a disastrous civil war with over 160,000 uh, killed. Around the city, tent camps of recently displaced are growing. The government claims there are more than 2.7 million IDPs. And right now it's, it's suffering a huge humanitarian disaster with about a quarter of a million people uh, starving. We stop near a ramshackle gun emplacement. Military hardware here is old, scattered and scarce. Nothing here that couldn't be overrun in a hurry. They're relying on Saudi coalition airstrikes to hold the Houthis back and feel weakened by Biden's decision to end American military support for it. There were attempts to get the proxy forces from Iran uh, and the government of Saudi Arabia, as well as some of their partners, to launch a peace process. And that was taking place to a degree, but it, it didn't take hold, uh, and it was exacerbated by the Israeli attacks in the Gaza. So it's not as simple as just, let's be aggressive for aggressive sakes. Like, there's a broader aim here uh, in these attacks. Most definitely. As a proxy force of Iran, which they certainly are, they have the same kind of contention toward the West and especially Israel and the United States. At the same time, uh, what makes it even more complex is while they are a proxy force of Iran, they don't necessarily always take directions from Iran. This is not a ragtag terrorist force, as I said on CNN the other day. This is a force with a capability. Uh, they were successful in fighting off the Saudi Arabians for several years and some of their partners. This is not the kind of action where you say, okay, we're going to go in once, knock out a couple of targets, and everything's going to be just fine. This is going to continue, and, and the Houthis are using what would be defined as a terrorist action because they are attacking civilian targets, uh, civilian people, for the process of a political desire. That is the earmark of terrorism. We'll be right back. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support, your sleep number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. We're back with Tug of War and my conversation with CNN military analyst, Lieutenant General Mark Hurtling. Can you take us behind the scenes a little bit? Like, what kind of conversations would Biden administration officials have to have before carrying out a response like this, just given how tenuous the situation in the region is? You know, David, that's that's a great question, because uh, any administration, if they're thoughtful about wanting to prevent war, 
will have uh, what's called an action-reaction counteraction scenario that they drive within uh, the, the Security Council and, and the primaries committees. Uh, okay, if we do this, how are they going to react? And if they are at, react in a variety of ways, uh, how do we counter that action? Last line of the president's statement last night, he said he's not going to hesitate to take further action if that's required to protect our ships, our sailors, our troops, our facilities, and of course, international commerce. Now, look, uh, we hope it doesn't come to that. The Houthis have a choice to make. One of the, the most troubling parts of this entire process in the Middle East is you have several nations who are enemies of Israel. So uh, Israel is being attacked from multiple sides, and the U.S., desire is to prevent this from going into a wider conflict, a regional conflict, and even the possibility of a, a world conflict mm. with other actors involved. The Houthis uh, are, are pulling the trigger, uh, but the Iranians are pro providing the guns. I mean, we know they're resourcing and supporting uh, the capabilities of the Houthis, as well as Hamas, as well as Hezbollah, and these militia groups in Iraq and Syria. Let no, I mean, we can't say... Uh, that Iran is acting alone and has their strategic imperatives on what we're doing because they're being affected by other people, to include Russia. And what I think the Biden administration's primary concern is, how do you ensure that this terrorist act of October the 7th by Hamas against Israel is countered, and at the same time, it doesn't give permission for other actors who hate Israel in the area hmm. to to come to the into this fray and really cause not just a regional war within Gaza but a, a global war with many major state actors. Like you have to think multiple multiple steps ahead. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they're called uh, David. They're called branches and sequels. And just like a tree in the forest has multiple branches and a whole lot of leaves on each branch. That's the kind of way you should approach this in saying, if this happens, what happens next? What if, and, and, it, and it's literally a bunch of what if drills uh, in, in the best guesses based on what the intelligence community is saying and the capabilities you have and the constraints you have in the area. So bottom line in the Red Sea, what will stop the Houthi aggression, if anything? Because they, they said they'll stop when Israel allows food and medicine into Gaza, but is that even a guarantee, just kind of based on how successful this has been for them so far? That's the that's the public relations piece of all this. <laughs> you know, they're the good guys, and, and they're attacking because Palestinians are being uh, starved to death and in part of a humanitarian crisis and all that. And, and what I'd say is, yeah, that's viable in some parts of the world, but when you put the logic and the intelligence behind it, that's not why they're doing this. They are trying to negatively influence the West. They are trying to defeat uh, and destroy Israel as a nation state, and they like to poke the United States in the eye. We do not want to get into a war in Yemen with the Houthis. I mean, I mean we could hold our own, but we've had enough over the last 20 years of these kinds of conflicts against insurgent groups and against elements that are fomenting civil war and that are proxies of other governments. Yeah, not to mention all the political considerations back home uh, with the presidential election going on. Lieutenant General Hurdling, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, it's a pleasure, David. Thank you. Tug of War is a production of CNN Audio. This episode was produced by Paolo Ortiz, Taylor Galgano, and me, David Rind. 
Our senior producer is Haley Thomas. Dan DeZula is our technical director. And Steve Lichtai is the executive producer of CNN Audio. We get support from Alex Manasseri, Robert Mathers, John Dionora, Lenny Steinhardt, Jameis Andres, Nicole Passeru, and Lisa Namorau. Special thanks to Caroline Patterson and Katie Hinman. We'll be back on Friday with another update. I'll talk to you then. When you work, you work next level. When you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.